You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. Johnny, welcome back to the good old United States. Thank How you, are you? Look it's at that good. smile on your face. It's so good to see you. You're uh, back in the land of the free, home of the brave, my friend. How are you? I'm good, man. Good or should I ask? You. Yes. How the hell are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's great to see you, dude. Welcome back. After further review returns, ladies and gents, wherever you are in this fine spinning rock we call Planet Earth, playoff football. It's knocking, baby. It's absolutely knocking. And we are back and here for it all. Connor Forrest, Sean Olette return. Sean, it's so good to see you. It's great to see you in the U.S. We haven't been uh, together now for a couple weeks. We had a solo show last time. But you're here just in time for football. So we are going to get into everything that is the super... Is that what they call it now, Sean? The super wild card weekend? Is we that do, what it is? Yeah. And all right. So when did last year, did we have a Monday night game? We did have a Monday night game, I Who? believe. Let's go ahead and do some Googling. This is because what... Because the Bucks are this Monday night against um, Dallas, against the Cowboys. Correct. I don't remember one last year. This is this was a pressing question of mine all week, and I could not remember. So I figured I'd ask Let's you. Let's go ahead and take a look at this thing. Let's go... And do some Googling, which, of course, is a very, uh, very professional thing to do on a live <laughs> podcast while everybody is listening. Um, now, ESPN did uh, – the, the, this is the first year with Buck and Aikman. Uh, mm-hmm. That said, if I'm not mistaken, last year was the first year of this – or was the first year that they implemented this super wild card weekend. Am because I correct? we had more teams, yeah, correct. in the playoffs. Right, um, which was a COVID ad. Um, whether that is, yeah, let's see three on. So this was for the 2021 playoffs. We had two wildcard games on Saturday, okay. 435, 815, same as the Saturday, the three on Sunday and the one Monday night. I don't know what that Monday night one was, uh, to be totally honest with you. I'm, I, I am not sure. I don't remember what that Monday night game was. Um, okay. So you're right. I didn't think we did. I, I thought this was the first year we had a Monday playoff game, but yeah, you were right. That's it. So this is our second year of doing it. But an entire week, um, entire week leading up to a huge uh, wild card weekend. We had a couple weeks pass, um, wrapping up the season full of just plenty of drama, uh, plenty of on-field news, plenty of off-field news as well to get to. So we, we have some to catch up, but really this is going to be a wild card weekend focus um, breakdown from, from uh, start to finish for us here tonight. Um, do want to start the show by thanking our sponsor, Anchor FM. Anchor is the easiest fastest simplest way to make a podcast go to anchor.fm and check us out 
Uh, again, you download the uh, free Anchor FM app and just get started immediately. They are fantastic to work with. And remember, if you go over there and you decide to use their services, just go ahead and give them a shout. Tell them Connor from After Further Review sent you, and they're going to take great care of you over there. Any other housekeeping, Shawnee, that I need to be on top of? I don't think so. Do you like your Christmas gift that I don't even think I officially gave you, but I uh, got a new little microphone, a new mic, microphone yeah. for you? Does it work okay? Looks like it is. Yeah, I'm messing around with it a little bit. Looks like uh, I might have to turn my volume down here a little bit. I've been uh, twisting it around. All right, I think we're good now. Rock and like roll. Thank you. Merry Fantastic. Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas on <laughs> January 12th. Um, Shawnee, you have some off-the-field news, as we would say. Do I? Uh, to catch us up on. Yes. Uh, you were out of the country. And I want you to kind of give our listeners who don't follow you on your personal Instagram a little dive, a little deep dive, as we say, into the activities of Shawnee. Where were you and what the hell were you doing? I was down in South Africa on a safari. South Africa? South Africa. A, a lot of fun down there. So break this down. How uh, long were you down there and who did you go with? I was solo. You were solo. Which is cool. And I was Saturday to Saturday. So a week. A whole week. When you're 24 years old, you can go overseas for a week. This Once is you the start getting to like the 60s and 70s, it's like, oh yeah, we're going overseas for like four weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because you take like a week and a half to, to adjust. Get, to adjust, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> you take your pills. Yeah. <laughs> you take five days to get over the airline food. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, pretty much. Well, that's fantastic. I love so. So, give us a breakdown. Talk to us. So, you 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 flew into. You said it was was it Johannesburg? It was. Yeah. All right. Give us a breakdown. What was the week like? What were you up to? What craziness? What illness did you catch? (laughs) A little bit of everything. Um, So yeah, I flew into Johannesburg. uh, Got a hotel at the airport there in Johannesburg. Pause you real quick. Yes. Go. The third straight episode I've spilled Coke Zero all over myself. Did you really just spill it again? That's, uh, this is my third anniversary of doing that. Three <laughs> episodes go. in a row, I've spilt it all over. So while you talk, I'm going to find probably a part of my, my son's Halloween costume to clean this. I don't know. Go ahead. Continue. Anyway, so we flew into, uh, or I flew into Johannesburg and uh, ended up staying at a hotel at the uh, Johannesburg airport. The next day, it got picked up by a uh, company called Safari Links, which is just a transport company um, that... Uh, buses you from Johannesburg about four and a half to five hours uh, to the northeast to Kruger National Park, um, a town called Hazy View, which is right outside Kruger, actually, and uh, stayed at a place called the Kruger Adventure Lodge. Um, and uh, first day that I got there, we uh, had some time to settle down, uh, get into our rooms, kind of get unpacked, all that fun stuff. And then we went out on a first safari, saw elephants, saw giraffes uh, saw some baby hyenas got to see really some cheetahs cool. did not actually that was the one animal i did not see wow. they are they're rare in kruger we did not really? see yep didn't see uh of the big ones did not see uh african wild dogs or cheetahs interesting anything else probably saw it got if to you see can the lions it. i think lions, i saw yep. you put that on a story lions um, those are so, i mean i i've i've always thought and, and felt you know i've seen these things in zoos right but when mm-hmm. you're in the wild it's, it's a totally different experience a totally different thing because you're just completely entering into their house mm-hmm. i've always felt that there are certain animals that are showstoppers right you see them and you're like oh this is i've always felt that way about bald eagles mm-hmm. second you see a bald eagle it's just the sound of freedom but more <laughs> importantly bald eagles are one of those things you see them and it's just like a wow i see i think i see you everywhere i, I see you in books you're a national bird you're the arbiter of freedom, and I just think they're just so majestic looking. They're so badass. Mm-hmm. When they're eaglets and they're babies, they look horrific, <laughs> but somehow they just grow into, you know, that old book, The Ugly Duckling. Yeah. Right? 
Bingo. Just that thing. That ugly duckling that turns into a swan. There's something about a bald eagle that just stops you in your track. Just the coolest thing ever. I always felt lions are that way too and tigers. Now, you don't see lions and tigers moonwalking around Virginia, right? But there's just something about those just large cats that have the characteristics of like domestic cats, Mm -hmm. like house cats, but they're like the Dwayne the Rock Johnson version of your tabby (laughs) cat sitting on your couch. Well, and the cool thing is uh, the two that we saw were a breeding pair. Mm. And so we were there at the right time of year because they only stick with like their whoever they're breeding with for two mm. weeks. So we saw a male and a female, which was pretty cool. Um, and they were just lying down. It was uh, it was probably early afternoon by the time we saw them. And this was on uh, the second day, which was a full safari day. And uh, we saw them just lying down, getting some shade, trying to stay out of it. It gets hot down there. It was probably in the yeah, I can uh, imagine mid to lower 90s so mid to lower 90s what was the humidity like because humidity, humidity was not bad it, it, I, I was there in rainy season and it did not rain um okay. at least when i was there so humidity was not bad actually when i first flew into johannesburg it had just rained that afternoon it was bad then okay. it's like imagine miami when it rains gotcha it's like that but uh when i was uh when we were at kruger and it wasn't raining it's like you know being in arizona or or nevada Interesting. um just dry heat um but my my favorite was probably the leopard the leopard we did see mm. a leopard very rare to see um because they travel alone they don't uh you know they're not in these big packs or anything um and uh we we pulled up on the side of the road and there was a leopard that was crossing from one side of the road over to the other looking for impala which is kind of like their white-tailed deer um, lots of them down there but the, oh, yeah. the leopards eat them um elephants do i can't even i mean we saw at least 200 elephants the second day really or that many at that park yeah really like everything from wow. from old elephants to ones Baby that look ones. like they just came out yeah wow um a lot of giraffes as well not as many giraffes as the elephants but i mean you're guaranteed guaranteed to see them saw a bunch of cape buffalo um wildebeest hippos got the, the curly horn situation going on any of those yeah we did see some of those i nice. forget what they're called and they got stripes on their back and they kind of yeah. they're they're those horns. things are something they're yeah. cool yeah we saw them early on um what else do we see we saw some weird birds um I'm all about weird birds by hy- the way. i love weird birds we saw hyenas which are really cool um yeah the highlight of the trip was the leopard i love leopards yeah and i mean not to not to double down on the weird bird bit or triple down again but it's my <laughs> favorite part of florida and, and being down <laughs> south is you'll be sitting at a restaurant or a bar you'll be sitting dockside or some beachside and this bird that, I mean, looks like it's from Avatar, comes out and it's like, ah. I mean, like they belong, right? Which they do. They're in Florida. They just belong. Super friendly. Just want to fry or something off your plate. And they're just kind of looking at you and you're like, I, you're not a blue jay. Like, you're you're not a crow. It's not a robin. You look like yeah, you, you are, you're a, dis- when I say descendant of a dinosaur, like you might be a dinosaur's brother. Um, not a long lost cousin. But hey, man. There's room for us all, you know. Um, I'm trying to look up the. uh, I'm trying to look up the curly horn. This is the bighorn rams, but they're not. They're they're um, they're from the bighorn ram family. Uh, It's it's Uh, like an antelope, right? Yeah. Is that is that? You're gonna have to show me a picture. Bush bucks, kudos, kudo. Was that it? Kudo. I I think that might be it. I mean, those How horns are fantastic. K U D O. I like it's kudos. Like kind of like you're saying, hey, kudos. Pretty fascinating stuff. Um, saw warthogs too. If I forgot to mention warthogs. That. Tell me you saw some meerkats. 
Did not see me or cats. Oh. Did not see me or cats. It was not the complete Lion King set. Um, well, how do you Q U what? Uh, K U D O. Kudo. Oh, K U D O. Yep. yep, that's what I'm seeing here. Um, you know, we did. Yep, we saw those spiral horned yeah. antelope. Yeah, that that's another one. Greater kudo. Yeah, we saw some of those. So give, give me your favorite part. Uh, hands down, moment of the trip where we went. Yeah, this is this is why I, I paid to come here. And then a part you'd want back. Uh, leopard was definitely the top, the, the one that I enjoyed the most. Something I would, I would have stayed at a different place. Okay, mine was pretty bare minimum. Oh really? Um, I, I shared it with a leopard. Or not a leopard, I'm sorry, oh. a leopard gecko. There's a gecko in my room. All right, so... It wasn't I, that bad. So, so <laughs> I was I was getting concerned there. Um, I know, I shared it with a leopard gecko. So I kind of love geckos. It was uh, cool. I love was, everything about salamanders the and these the entire things. Time. I told you the time Doug brought a salamander into the studio here. Ooh. Um, and it was a big one, but it was really cute, and I think Doug was proud that he... Uh... Now, I don't know how Pug got a hold of it. His mouth is very small and shallow, and he doesn't necessarily have a snout. So the fact that he was able to wrap his tiny mouth around a salamander <laughs> was one thing. And then he came in all proud. He was really excited about it. I'm all about those things. On my honeymoon, I was in a hot tub and just kind of soaking in the, the, the Florida sun. And I'm looking next to the hot tub. And there is a uh, – this is not a, a visual medium, so people can't see this. It was a gecko probably this big. Now, about Sean, an this inch is and a half, two probably inches. an inch and a half to two inches. I mean, it was the tiniest little thing you'll ever see in your oh. life. Um, it was wonderful. It was fantastic. So you shared a room with a gecko. I was did, he loud? Yeah. Did he have friends over at night? Uh, no, my was he blaring uh, his music too loud. I uh, I wore bug spray to bed every night though because there is malaria there. So yeah. we'll see in about ten. I think it's uh, ten days to a year. You can uh, come down with because the malaria is a parasite, and so it sits in your liver, and then when it wants to come out, that's when you get sick. So it can be anywhere yeah, from pretty much now to. The next year, that's uh, <laughs> horrific, and I, I, I hate. To I hear hope that. I do not. Go. It's basically the flu. Was the um, gecko snoring? Nah. No, no, no. Okay, I don't think cool. So. Right. He would well, hide. He didn't leave when, the lights on too late. Me. What's that? He didn't leave the lights on too late or play an Xbox. No, too I loud. left the lights on in okay. the bathroom. So you not because I was him. afraid, but because I wanted the mosquitoes or any bugs to go in there and okay. not bite me. But I wore. I mean, I wore bug spray to bed. I wore. So you were the bad roommate in that situation. correct? I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. But no, it's a lot of fun. I would recommend uh, South Africa for, or or really just any safari. So you would say maybe pay a little more, get a little bit of a nicer situation for comfort, safety. Is that kind of what your recommendation would be? More, uh, more comfort. More comfort. I mean, it was just it was one of those places where you could easily see like a snake getting in your room, which (laughs) fortunately I did not have happen. Yeah, let me tell you how they're not. You know, they're not gardener snakes like we yeah. have here. Forget everything to do with that. Now, um, <coughs> how was traveling solo? So those oh, experiences, now you are a solo traveler. You're a guy who likes to go out and do those things. You're a big travel guy since mm-hmm. I met you. Uh, you went to Australia by yourself, correct? Met family down there. Okay, you met family. Yeah. Did you go to Europe by yourself at some point? Nope, went with a friend. Okay, you went with a friend as well. Yeah. You're, you're very well-traveled, especially for your age. You're incredibly yes. well-traveled. Um what was your takeaway from traveling solo to South Africa? So especially a place like South Africa where it's not – you're in the safari, right? You're not going to Paris and bar hopping and kind of mm-hmm. socializing. It's your, your – you know, your, your gecko is your roommate. I mean, that's your guy, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, – traveling solo in South Africa It's definitely the place to do it. Okay. I've always um, – like if I go to Europe because I know I'm going to bars and probably like, you know, hanging out and stuff, like I'd rather sure. be with someone I know, yeah. which is what I did when I went to Europe. And obviously Australia, I knew people down there. Um, 
but uh, South Africa. I mean, there were there were other solo travelers. I I met with really a, a British family. Yeah, and uh, we all exchanged uh, you know Instagram information and whatnot, Great. and uh, stay in touch. Hopefully, uh, met another solo traveler who's British. Um, got his Instagram. So yeah, I mean it's uh it's uh it's a good place for solo traveling. Good place to be. Yeah. Now you caught a sinus infection. Is that correct? Yeah, if you can hear it. Yeah. Yeah, when when you came in the basement, I could I could I could definitely hear that you had a situation going on. Um, I've had sinus infections. Uh, we 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 got destroyed by flus and mm. stomach viruses and every illness under the sun this past winter. But you're saying the dusty travel on the safari path is the is yeah. The, uh, so you're in these now. big open jeeps. And uh, there are other cars in front of you because it's, it's a busy park. You know, you don't yeah. go more than three to five minutes without seeing another car um, mm. or another tour group. And uh, we're on these big open Jeeps and uh, the car in front of you going down these dirt roads, which is really where you have to go to see some of the animals. Right. There are paved roads, but the dirt roads are like, you know, that's where we saw the lions, that's where we saw the leopard, that's where we saw a right. lot of the elephants and giraffes. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're just breathing and all that crap. And yeah. it just settles in your lungs. And I, I felt, I mean, I felt it instantly. Yeah. The sore oh, throat yeah. and all that stuff. And I've been on amoxicillin for since Saturday. Oh, rest it screwed up my ear. So this is this is the worst <laughs> part. It uh, got fluid behind my eardrum. Good old and, ear uh, infection is what we call that in the business yep. world. And on the way back, it uh, I was flying from Johannesburg to Amsterdam. And uh, ear clogged up on that flight. Couldn't get it to pop. Then I got on the flight from Amsterdam to Detroit. Ear clogged up, wouldn't pop. On the descent, worst pain I've ever felt in my ear. Horror. I mean, top five worst pain I've ever felt. Are you sure it didn't have anything to do with the fact that you were landing in the city of Detroit? Did not, actually. Okay, no. just, just confirm. It was, okay. I mean, the, uh, the, the pain was, it was awful. I mean, it was really bad. And so I texted uh, my dude, parents. If people could have just seen your face when you said that. I swear to God, I was Charlie Rose and you were on 60 Minutes there. I mean, it was <laughs> a looking off in the distance like you had just come back from Iraq. <laughs> it felt like that. Not really. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I ended up uh, texting my parents and I said, I can't get on this flight from Detroit yeah. to D.C. It is I can't put myself through that again. So uh, to make a long story short, we uh, my dad helped me get rent a car and <laughs> – I drove from Detroit back to so D.C., terrible. which is actually not that bad of a drive. It's about eight hours through on a Sunday morning through, uh, you know, you drove Ohio on Sunday. And drove on Sunday. Missed the Patriots. No. Probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you definitely didn't miss anything there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, it was a great trip. Definitely learned a lot. Um, yeah, just got to uh, gotta see where I want to go now. I, I'm fine. You know, it's one of those busy vacations. You've probably had those before. Oh, yeah. You're constantly doing stuff. Ski trips are, are, are kind of that way, too. And, We're you know, just skiing it's just, okay, at a that. certain time, we're going to do this. And it's yep. just, you know, you kind of get in the mindset where you're like, okay, my next vacation, me, a beach, Florida, Sitting. a drink. Yep, yep. Nothing on my mind, no time, no any, you yep. know, just just doing it just, and just that's how out. we went i went on a ski trip with my fan or my wife's family and uh, well my family but um with uh my wife's parents and my brother sisters-in-law we all we all went out and we had um we had a uh, just a tremendous time out in utah park city big sky country is just so beautiful um but yeah that's how like ski trips are that's how um, people go out to hike the Alps. People go out to mountain climb out west or in the Rockies, or they go out and do those things. Where or you go to Alaska, um, it's the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. go, go, go. What was your? Were you waking up early? Was it like a four, four, four thirty in the morning, dude? Uh, yeah, I'm 5, not. 15, so I'm not four. gonna lie to you. I dare. I it's refund. Bad. 
That's bad. <laughs> yeah, forget that. Because I got car sick doing that. Because you're up so early, and then uh, you're on these big jeeps bouncing around, and you haven't eaten anything. I can imagine the hot. suspension on those jeeps are like basically. <laughs> we, we would hit. We'd hit a bump. And the guy would go, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> Straight out of Madagascar. It really was. Oh, I'm like, dude, do not, I'm not walking. Don't that bust is, the tire. That's eaten. tremendous. It's I a lot that. of fun. I would it, I would definitely recommend it, but I'd recommend it when if you have kids when they're older, which Some I you do. Exactly. When right. they're older. It, uh, it's not yeah. an infant. Yeah, and, and this a, is know. and this is it. Like vacations to me, uh, there are certain vacations when you have little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Outer Banks, Disney. Go, yeah, and and even so, even for me with Disney, uh, I will take my kids to Disney. With, I, my age cutoff for Disney is like you need to be like six or seven. Mm-hmm. I can't take you when you're three, because when you're three, I'm spending two grand to get the whole family into the freaking park, and you don't remember anything. And by mm-hmm. twelve o'clock, you want a nap, and you're rubbing your eyes and. <laughs> I'm sitting in lines. I'm spending $700 to get out of lines. And you're, you know, so there's ages with that. Yeah, this this is what we call like an expert level vacation. Yeah. Right. And uh, you can ask Anna. She's done the dog sledding in uh, Alaska and the different um, trails up there, like horseback riding, um, glacier, uh, watching all this stuff. She went to the Galapagos Islands, which was a real, like, genuinely, you had to go through. And I'm sure you, you did the same going to Africa, but all these different health protocols and having to bring all this medicine and mm. get these vaccine shots, all these different things. Um, but you had mentioned to me a couple of months ago, kind of out of nowhere, like, yeah, I'm, I'm planning a trip to go to Africa. And I'm like, dude, that's really, and I kind of all of a sudden it was like, dude, I'm going to Africa. It was freaking great. <laughs> so I love that. I'm really glad you came home safe and uh, had a great time and uh, lived to tell the stories. Um, and you had a great roommate. I mean, having a gecko, dude. <laughs> no, it was a leopard. No, yeah, it was a gecko. <laughs> yeah, it was leopard. a leopard. I'm, gonna yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was That's pretty close to having a stroke when you said that. That was remarkable. Um, well, welcome back, Johnny. Thanks. Thank you. I'm glad you had a, a good trip. And uh, the NFL continued while we were off mic. And, uh, Johnny, we picked probably a bad couple weeks to be apart because there was just so much that went on uh, after – after you had uh, left the country, um, we have not been, and I'll touch on it because it's it's obviously, um, thankfully, we are um, out of the woods. It seems, I mean, not necessarily out of the woods completely, but it looks like the Demar Hamlin situation is kind of playing out in a real positive way. But we actually, off air and on air, have not even talked to each other mm-hmm. since that situation went down. Um, I'm we'll make this quick because everyone's obviously caught up on it, but I I feel like it would be ridiculous to not give give your thoughts on the whole situation as it played out. Um, obviously the spark notes were um, just a few minutes into the game, uh, first quarter. Tamar Hamlin goes down with obviously a cardiac, a very serious health event. Uh, watching it, the the first thing I, I want to ask you, Shawnee, was. Uh, did you see that live? Did you watch that game? No, I did not. I was middle of the night. So you were middle of the night. Um, when did you kind of hear about that? And um, what was your reaction to that when that happened? Um, I'm sure we all obviously had similar reactions, but I'm just curious as to kind of how you heard about that not watching the game because the oddly enough, I actually wasn't watching the game at the time. I was watching a TV show with, with Anna and I – um, I had the game on my phone, but I just kind of wanted to watch TV with Anna. She usually goes to bed a little earlier, and I was able to catch, you know, the last half of the game. Um, I didn't actually watch it live. But what was your reaction? Give me your kind of take 
I mean, I found out about it on uh, social media when I woke up in the morning. So um, I think my mom had texted me as well just to uh, ask if I had seen it. And then obviously she explained the situation. Yeah, that's um, I mean, there's ACL injuries. There's uh, concussions. There's, you know, broken arms, broken legs in the NFL. And then there's that. Yeah. I mean, that's life. You, You can't die from from an ACL. Yeah, you know, no, that's life threatening. I mean, it, it's scary. I feel horrible for both teams. I feel horrible. It was T. Higgins, right, who hit him. Yeah, T. I mean, Higgins. he didn't do anything right. It was a football no. play. It was a no, lower completely. the shoulder and and driving to the defender. And yeah. um, it's just one of those freak accidents. Yeah, that you just don't ever think you'll see. Um, I'm glad he's doing better. He got discharged from the hospital in Buffalo. I mean, miraculous. Shortly after he was transferred from Cincinnati miraculous. to the hospital. I mean, incredible. Um, you know, for a football career going forward, I, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on that. Yeah, I'm not going to either. I would have to imagine a lot of this. Look, at barring, and this is all given he makes a complete, complete recovery. You know, you're talking about a mental state. Hey, you know, where am I? Where's my family's mental state on mm-hmm. me going back out here and doing this? So those are, I mean, and, and by the way, for the record, it's a blessing we're able to have that conversation. And even, you know, mm-hmm. because really for a while there, it looked uh, it looked really bad. Um, yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I mean, I, I my, my fantasy football group chat all of a sudden kind of started chitter-chattering. And I looked down and I see somebody in the league said, hey, uh, somebody on the broadcast mentioned uh, CPR. Um, now I'm sure you've done CPR training. I've done mm. CPR training. Um, you know, you hear those words and it's immediately like, "Whoa, wh- what? Like, what are you, what are you talking about CPR on a football field? Like, I, have we ever seen that? Like, what, what are we talking about? Um, CPR is also, um, directly correlated with an AED, right? Um, which is uh, your defibrillator, which is like shocks your heart back uh, yeah yeah i mean the rhythm or or beating we're talking about vital vitals human mm-hmm. vitals like the, our basic ability to breathe and our hearts beating that are, are now in question which was which was just unbelievable um it was dude it was it was really um really troubled me man i mean the the i mean i couldn't i couldn't stop refreshing twitter i couldn't stop looking up information to see if we could get something going um and it was i mean it was um it was a really, really shocking um, event that I, I think really did end up kind of resetting people's mentals on um, on kind of the the I, I've 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 never gone into a game. Obviously, this has never happened before, but like I've I've never seen a game switch narrative so quickly from this is the big it was the biggest game of the year really the regular season year in terms of playoff implications in terms of quality of game quality of matchup to i don't care about this anymore um i was in the stadium when alex smith broke his leg and the crazier part was alex smith's life at a point was was in jeopardy mm-hmm. and we didn't know that we, we never figured that out we never learned the details until it was all better but for it to all play out in front of us was was a was a i mean remarkable in all the bad ways but um, it's just an unbelievable thing to watch. Um, the only the only other thing I can think of that would even relate to this is back in I think it was 2014. There was a hockey player um, by the name of was it oh, what was his name? He used to be on the Bruins. I don't remember. He was on the Dallas Stars at the time. He his heart stopped on the bench during a game. You're gonna have to look that. What was that's his name? exactly right. It was in the bubble. Funny enough, 
It was in the bubble during the COVID season. No, it wasn't. No. I believe it no, was. No, it wasn't. I, I know it wasn't. This is a different. You're thinking of something different. I'm, um, what was his name? There, it was a hockey player. He was on the Dallas Stars. Mm, I don't know. I actually um, don't know. The only one that I know. Pe- uh, Peverly. What was it? Peverly? His, his last name was Peverly. Um, yeah. Hart. I'm looking it up. Yeah. Oh, Rich Peverly of the Stars is sitting on the bench waiting to return. Yeah, this is in 2016 between the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Dallas 16? Stars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, he saved tr- them. I mean, turns out that he had a uh, a heart issue that they just never picked up from the time he was born, and, and it, how about that? That's when it happened. Yeah. So that, that's the only thing. But that that wasn't that wasn't an injury, and that the, wasn't on the field. The one that I think better is a better comparison to this, and quite frankly, I I, I immediately thought of was Christian Eriksen. Um, it was the soccer player who literally on a throw-in just collapsed of mm-hmm. a heart attack um and he had to have the uh um the ad he had when to be this? wheeled off this was in the euro tour i believe it was recently um he played for um was it brentford i can't even remember he's a denmark soccer player though um and yeah, he he had a heart attack and collapsed on the field mm-hmm. on a throw-in, and he was uh, run off on a stretcher. Uh, had to have surgery. Had to have a pacemaker put in. Ironically enough, though, he comes back and plays, and he scores a goal for Denmark in the World Cup wow. um, this last year, which is incredible. But I mean, it was just um, it was a a again we use the term I can't think of a better word than show stopping, and we use show stopping as a good thing. But it was literally just a halt, breaks on everything. No one knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, no one knew what to do next. Um, and obviously the game um, essentially canceled, um, not made up, and kind of threw a real screwball right into that AFC uh, playoff race and playoff picture. You want to run through what those implications were and kind of how that played out? Yeah, so I got the three scenarios. So as we know that there could be a neutral site for the AFC championship as an effort. They did to announce keep... that neutral site today, by the way. Is it Detroit? Atlanta. Atlanta. It would be in Atlanta. Okay. Um, so there's three scenarios. Buffalo and Kansas City both win in their last week, which they did. Yep. So a Buffalo versus Kansas City AFC Championship game would be at a, in Atlanta, neutral site. Yep. Buffalo and Kansas City both lose. Didn't happen. Baltimore wins. That Baltimore win? Baltimore did not, did not win, I don't believe. Okay, so that, this scenario is no longer in play. This is I screenshotted this a, a couple days ago. Um, okay, so yeah, we're at the... Uh, we're at the scenario one. So if we have a Buffalo and Kansas City AFC championship, it'll be in Atlanta. That's because both uh, Buffalo and Kansas City will not have played the same amount of games. So yep. they, the NFL determined it's not fair enough to to make, home to make somebody advantage. go home it, versus away. Exactly. Um, but also the other interesting thing about that game was it did not – and part of the reason that it got canceled – this is a very small part of why it got canceled and why the, they were comfortable not rescheduling it. Obviously, the bigger situation was right. Lamar Hamlin's health. Um, but part of it was that it did not implicate any other team other than the team's Correct. playing. Correct. Which, which makes the decision easier. Yep. I will say, I know that I've certainly been critical of the NFL in a lot of situations. Um, Deflategate being the biggest one in that pales in comparison to this sure um as well as other other situations like how they handled you know attendance during COVID and whatnot correct but i thought this was one of the better 
handlings of a situation that the NFL did. I think they're in a very tough spot. Um, I know Roger Goodell got a lot of criticism for canceling the game or taking so long to cancel the game. My defense for him would be that it's probably not as easy as it seems from the outside. There's a lot of people you got to contact to make a decision to cancel a game immediately. I mean, we think about it. If this was at FedEx Field, they, I mean, they literally changed the traffic route at FedEx Field. Completely. And you still have people at this point in the game because it was early in the first quarter still coming into the stadium and to just cancel a game like that you've got to have security and, and ushers and all that stuff completely change the routine completely um traffic's gonna you know so it's not it's not as easy of a decision and, and i thought this, that i thought it was well handled by the well, nfl 100 percent. And, and on top of that not just the it, it wasn't just the fact that you had um people in the stands and uh, a game day experience that now people in the stadium have to rush. Mm -hmm. How many millions, hundreds of millions of dollars were bet on that game that now sports books are now having to dole stuff out and starting to have to void, void bets. Um, How much money advertising you've got companies that on a Monday night football game for a 32nd TV slot, I think it was something like, three or four million dollars for mm-hmm. an ad there now all of a sudden you're talking about canceling a game so by 10 o'clock now your ads that you've paid you know three million dollars for a slot for now you know you, you don't even have a, a, a you know an eighth of the audience that you were supposed to have um you, you have so i mean and this was the one you thing talk I'm, to coaches owners I, trainers I mean, you know, all, and that the, just takes time to by do. the way you're talking about team buses that they're chartered right you have chartered buses that drop them off to the stadium and then leave and then there's another group that come back because those buses are sent out you have airplanes that are not even ready on the tarmac or maybe mm-hmm. they are maybe they're not maybe they, you, you're right you're dealing with you're dealing with a, just such a big giant it's the it's the biggest entertainment entity we have. So you're you're dealing with so much now. They were right to cancel the game. They were right to do what they had to do. Um, do I wish in hindsight they canceled it sooner? Of course. Like of course in hindsight it's like you should have canceled immediately. Um, the end of the day, there. The, I mean, the way that they handled it, I thought was great. The only thing that I would have probably done different, Sean, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here. I like the plan they laid out. I like the fact that they did the home field advantage and, you know, they they put that in neutral site if that's the case. I think the NFL would have been smarter here uh, if they they just did a coin flip. I'll be totally freaking honest with you. I think what I'm doing is I'm getting both of those teams together. I'm saying, look, we have to get this team – you know, we we don't want – um, a situation where the Chiefs are now getting punished for they've earned a one seed, but you guys, since you didn't – you played one less game. Instead of dealing with – screwing over other teams that don't have you know if the chiefs earn the one seed and all of a sudden the, the bills show up there and now they can't play at home because of something they can't control i would just sit there and say look let's flip a coin three times let's just see how this goes let's get this out of the way and, 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 and just go with that I, I, I at that point i just think that that's see I, I disagree with that because there's no skill required to that for either team so i think that's unfair to but the there's team. no skill required in just totally wiping it out and all of a sudden having now yeah, the but kansas that, city but, chiefs but, suffering if they've earned the spot and they're playing the bills and they've earned a spot to host an afc title game why should no, they I be agree. able to do that, i agree you know? yeah i'm not a big fan of the neutral side well, i think the, it should go neutral, by winning the percentage. problem is just, but now the neutral side game does it make it fair technically maybe but you're punishing other teams for something that okay i'm not going to disagree there do, right? i think I think what you could have done with the agreement from both teams and DeMar Hamlin's family and and if he was awake at the time is finish the game. 
Give him a show yeah, and he can finish the at game. At that time, even, though, even if you have no audience, do it. Do it. It wasn't about. I th- I, I'll be honest. The main reason they canceled this game was because very clearly the players in the locker room had no interest in playing. I'm not talking about that night. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that night. Oh, but where, where do you schedule that? You got to give them a short week. I mean, it, it, See, it is that, what it is. But that, uh, I, the NFLPA would not approve that. That would never happen. Um, there's no okay. chance you can play a game within three days or four days. It's just it's just not – there's no chance that happens. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a tough situation. There, there's probably no right or wrong answer. It, yeah, and that's true, and that's why I don't give the – that's why I just don't give the NFL a hard time over this. Like, I, I think they picked – a good answer, a good option over. I think I, I know it sounds crazy. I I just think the best they were about to do a coin flip with the Ravens situation. If the Ravens had beat the Bengals this weekend, about okay, now it's time to coin flip about who would get you know home field advantage. It, it it became this huge gigantic where now multiple teams across the AFC are getting affected by this. Where I think you coin flip the game and just say, look, this is where we're at right now. You know, I think something that would be better than a coin flip is go through the tie-breaking procedures, like points allowed, points given up. Um, like maybe a fantasy co- football ranking kind of thing. At something a like yeah, that, and that determines who wins the game. Because that's a little more skill-based and based on your season rather than saying, okay, what well, we're going to determine I where you are in the playoffs a, by a flip of a coin. But I think at that point, I think it kind of – I think that's kind of – I think when you break down the percentages of how good those teams were, I mean, the spread of that game was – I mean, it was a coin flip game essentially. If you if you mathematically look at the game on a talent-by-talent talent basis and the spreads and the betting lines and all these different things, it, it was a coin flip game. And to me, I think just don't punish other teams for a situation where like, you probably both earn a right to host a playoff game and, and, and have different seedings and have different home field advantages. But at a point, I'm just saying – Flip a coin. You got to get this game over. You have to have a result of this game so that other teams are not getting screwed. Oh yeah. I'm not going to kill them for what they did, but I do think that that would have just been a better option and, quite frankly, a more simple option. Where, again, and by the way, for the record, from an entertainment standpoint, for me who kind of looks at this like, I guess us as a media background, we we want the NFL could have made that an hour long special. They could have made that a humongous television event where they literally just had. Reps from either team come and flip a coin. So you get a coin, you get a coin. We're flipping this three times. We're going to see who gets heads or tails more. Like, I, I, I think that would have been a hilarious media event and, and pretty cool. But like I said, when you come up with a plan that is long and convoluted and screws other teams, it makes the problem on you. I think the NFL should have absorbed it and said, this is such a unique, insane circumstance where the game really – became so minuscule and so pointless for a little while at the end of the day the business still has to continue let's just flip this coin move on from this i see I, I have an issue i know what you're saying i have an issue with a coin flip determining seating there literally is no other possible better like split way of okay doing it. yeah it's even but why can't you play an overtime period between again when are you playing a full that? game but- yeah but when are you playing that and how are we I even mean, doing that? Like, what, just, my thing is precedent. You don't want to set a precedent of – now, this is so unprecedented. Right. But you don't want to set a – this is my only worry with the league is I don't want them setting precedent of, hey, if something remarkably crazy happens, uh, if something – you know, it, this is a crazy example, but, like, you're in San Francisco playing a pivotal game. There's an earthquake. And it's not a huge earthquake, but we have to stop the game. We can't continue. It's too late in the season. Like, are we going to do that again? Are we, are we, like, I'm thinking of crazy examples, but my point is more I don't want to set a precedent to where we're now just rewriting things just to do it, and it ends up being a domino effect. I like the, look, take this out of my hands, 
flip this freaking coin. We're going to leave this up to literal fate and just go from there because we I, have to do it. I have a hard time thinking either team would have agreed to that. I know Maybe. if I was a coach, I, I would not have agreed to that. I think you got to put your I But you know what? Do you know who would have probably agreed to that? The Chiefs. Like other teams that are like, "Okay, well why am I going to get punished for this?" Cuz if it's Chiefs, Bengals or Chiefs and Bills, the Chiefs aren't going to be able to host a playoff game or, or the championship game. Which Well, no, no, not Bengals anymore. Only Bills. Oh, cuz the Bengals did win, right? Well, but how that does that How is it how would it not be the Bengals cuz they're right, still go through the scenarios again. They still haven't played a full Scenario one was if Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie, which we had a win. That okay. was week 18. A Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Right. Okay. Okay. Scenario number two would Buffalo and Kansas City both lose, which did not which happen. didn't happen. Okay. So, that, so that that's out. out. The, yeah, that's out. And then the third scenario is Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. That didn't happen because Buffalo and Kansas City did not both lose. I guess so. So, so it's so only, Kansas City only would if host we a see playoff Buffalo game. Buffalo and Kansas City in a championship game. So if they meet in the divisional round. I, I don't even know if that's possible. I'm assuming it is somehow. Yeah. Then we have the championship at a neutral site. Honestly, the easiest thing they could have done is gone by win percentage because I don't think that's the same for both teams. But they, they, the, the, the thinking behind it was, well, Buffalo didn't get the same amount of opportunities to play as Kansas City. I genuinely think it's fa- it's more fair to flip a coin than do win percentage. I think it's way really? more fair. Really? Okay, no. Because I it's a week-by-week week thing. No, it's a week-by-week thing. Are you I don't me? like the coin toss idea. The coin toss is literally and I'm a only— I'm Patriots the, fan. I do the, like coin tosses. It's the single only way— Think about it. It's the only literal way to have a 50-50 situation where okay. no one is in it, – It's what are you going to do, put it into a computer and just spit out a number or tell Siri to pick a number 1 through 10? It's literally like flip a coin. It's it, you know, And you can have a, a rep from, from the Bills and a rep from um, Cincinnati and just go flip it. What like this is literally up to the coin. Like there's no other way in, right. in my eyes other than a, just everyone sit around a blackjack table. Who wins? <laughs> like it's like I don't know. Here, here's what the, did I just do? You drop something. Here's the easy argument against that: is it takes the skill of football out of the game and it makes it not fair uh, to those teams. Yeah, but you're also and, just and canceling so how, a game. How, how all of a sudden is it fair? The game away. Why, why, it. why is it good to be fair to Kansas City but not to Buffalo and Cincinnati? I think literally, it by definition, a 50-50 chance is the definition of fair. I th- I don't know. I I mean, it was a mess. It, it's not a good situation to be in. Hopefully, we're not in this ever again. Uh, and that 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 is that's the the comfort of this situation. Where even if you hate it or don't hate it, this was so. If you love it or hate it, it doesn't matter because this is so extraordinary. I just I God willing, knock on all the wood that's ever existed that we never see this kind of thing again. Um, but yeah, that was my only critique. I I thought Here, that would here's be interesting an idea. and. How about, let's say we do get Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC Championship. Okay. Instead of flipping a coin on that game, on on the Cincinnati versus Bills game, why not flip a coin to see who has home field? Uh, I mean, at that point, uh, with that, I mean, I, don't you think that would be a little more fair? Not, not necessarily. I don't know, dude. I, I'm, I, we're not in the NFL for a reason. <laughs> yeah, we're not I, in the leadership. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I think it would have been less of a headache for the NFL if they just decided to do that. I know okay. it sounds crazy, but that's, um. That is, uh, that's kind of a concept. But I mean, it was just an unbelievable circumstance, unbelievable situation. Like, really difficult to wrap your head around. But thank God, it looks like reports are he's been released from a Buffalo hospital. He's at home, isn't he? And he's receiving treatment from the team 
and at home doctors, which is yes, just incredible, yeah. incredible stuff. So I uh, continue to pray for DeMar Hamlin's recovery and just so excited and happy to see. Did you see his GoFundMe? I did. What, $5 million? Oh, it's way over that. I is believe it? we're approaching $8 million Oh, wow. Point. Just unbelievable, man. Really just a testament to uh, to human nature. I'm, I'm an optimist, Shawnee. You know me. I'm an optimist. And days like, uh, you know, days like, uh, the, the ones that followed the injury um, were just a reminder that uh, I just I think human beings are good. I think human beings are good inside. Um, we get caught up on the bad things and we love to, to, to bitch about the bad stuff. But I I think um, I think we do OK as human beings. And I think in times that we need to come together, we do so very, very well. Let's lay out the land for wildcard weekend, Shawnee. Um, before we get to our game picks and before we get to kind of breaking down what these games will ultimately look like. I want you to give me a team, and I'll give mine as well. I want you to give me a team that you think are being over-talked about and a team that's being under-talked about. Okay. I want you to start with over. What team in your mind is over-talked about that you think are going to stub their toe in the playoffs? Buffalo. Really? Okay, you're not the first person who said that. You are not the first person who has Of said Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, who I would argue are really the only three teams I think have a chance coming out of the AFC, mm-hmm. I think Buffalo is the most beatable. I think I think Cincinnati's the best. I think Kansas City's close right behind there. I think that's a coin toss if those two meet. Yeah. And I think Buffalo's the most beatable. I Ever since, I don't know what the week was. It must have been after they played the Patriots in New England, but Buffalo just looked a little different and yeah. not in a good way. Yeah. They just looked a little different. So I'm going to say Buffalo there. Team that's not getting enough respect that I think should plug your ears. I think the Giants have a chance to beat Minnesota. It was close when they played in the regular season, and I think it is close again. That reminds me, you know, tell me yours. I'm going to do some counting because I think a lot of these games that we're seeing in the wild card, we've already seen this year. Yeah, so actually, yeah, you have. I mean, the well, Chargers, to start with, Jaguars, we saw. Char- they, and the Jags, Jags destroyed nuked. the Chargers. Also, nuked. speak of nuked, the, <laughs> the uh, Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks are about to play the 49ers for the third time this year. Um, we saw Dallas and Tampa to open up the season, right? Baltimore and Cincinnati are obviously division rivals. New mm-hmm. York, Minnesota. Minnesota walked off New York with a 61-yard kick from their awful kicker. Dolphins, um, Bills, we've seen twice. That's split. I'm telling you, yeah, we've seen all of these matchups, which is which – is, this is going to be fascinating. We have all these are have already happened. Wow. Yeah, every one of them. Um, every one of them, which is which is really That's really interesting. Crazy. Uh, Shawnee, the team I think is over talked about right now. Cowboys. I think the 49ers are being over talked oh, about. Oh, I did not expect that. Okay. Yeah, and they are still my 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 NFC darling. I think I think they're fantastic. The reason I think the 49ers are over talked about, Shawnee. I just think we are so easy to gloss over the fact that Brock Purdy is their quarterback. I know he has played well. I know he has steered the ship with uh, with with grace and with uh, class and elegance, if you want to say. But let me tell you something, man. Dude's a seventh-round pick, right? <laughs> this, this guy's a seventh-round quarterback. I just feel like as you start... To crawl your way into the playoff picture where you're playing legit NFC powerhouse teams, that has to be exposed, right? Like, I I just there is no weakness on the 49ers roster around around the horn. You go around that roster, I don't I don't see a weakness. The single only thing that I could point to you and say, I have no idea, 
and this has to be exposed as Brock Purdy. That's it. If yeah. this is Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm telling you, this is a Super Bowl team. Um, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, I think these are Super Bowl champions. I legit think that this team is that good. There's, I just think people are really, really easy to completely and utterly just dismiss the fact that Brock Purdy's their quarterback. That's what I'll say. The team I think is under-talked about. I think the Minnesota Vikings are getting a little bit too much disrespect. I'm going to preface it by saying the fact of the matter is their defense is the worst defense I've seen in quite some time. Also, this team's a 13-win team. Like, they're a 13-win team. I think people get hung up on the fact that their four losses were also really ugly and just embarrassing. I just think the Vikings get are getting a little bit more disrespect. Do I think that they're going to make a run? No, I don't. Um, do I think the Buccaneers are going to just turn around and make a run? No. But I... I think both of those teams get overlooked a little bit, and I think they're getting disrespected slightly more than they should. It's easy to, to point to Tampa as being the number one team that's being overlooked because of Tom Brady single-handedly. But I think the Vikings I think the Vikings are, are, are better than people are, are letting them on to be. Um, I think they'll beat New York again. It's a, it's a three-point spread, so it's, it is going to be as close a game, I think, as we expect it to be. I just think the Vikings offense has all the weapons and all the tools, and uh, I think they can they can figure figure something out. All right, what let me you ask you this. Let's say that your lovely wife, Anna, decides to go shopping with you, mm. and you're going to miss one, two, three, four, four of the five playoff games because you got to go shopping. Okay. Which is the one game that is non-negotiable you have to watch? I have to, Sean. I have to watch this Cowboys-Buccaneers game. I'm with you. I yep, have I'm, to watch this you. Cowboys-Buccaneers game because when I tell you, I have no idea what the hell is going to happen in this game. I mean, I don't know what the hell is going to happen in this game. <laughs> I have no concept. Tom Brady. When I tell yards. you, I will be Tampa Bay Connor on Monday night. I might retrofit this house into a pirate ship. I want them to win so <laughs> desperately. I will. Um, you're invited. Uh, I got to tell you, man, I don't know what is going to happen in this game. I was there last Sunday when Washington started literal seventh rounders, sixth rounders, fifth round picks all over their team. And by the way, Sam Howell was quarterbacking that team. They were missing 10 defensive starters. I mean, they were missing everyone on that. They just the guys were warming up their arms to golf in South Carolina for for the next six months. I watched Dallas come out with their starters <laughs> to play for a possible one seed, and Dak Prescott proceeded to turn in the worst performance of a quarterback I'd seen this year. I'd seen in his entire career. I've seen in multiple years. He performed worse than Carson Wentz did at any point this year. I mean it when I say, Sean, if you tried being bad, you almost couldn't do what Dak <laughs> Prescott did. I, I was so stunned. Did you watch any of this game or look at any of the highlights of this game? I did not actually, know. Washington just destroyed Dallas in, in every capacity, and it made zero sense. <laughs> Micah Parsons was out there. CeeDee Lamb, he caught a touchdown, but he was out there. Dak Prescott was out there. Tony Pollard was out there. Zeke Elliott was out there. Th this was not a team that was turning it in week 18 to stay healthy for the Buccaneers. This was literally a team that was playing for a possible one seed and a division title. Like, that is what was on the line. I, I could not believe what I was watching. I, I, mm. I could not believe what I was watching. I had never seen a team 
in a spot that they were in where they were starting starters look so bad, and I could not have been happier. Sean. You hear that? I could not have been happier. Sounds like some choking. Yeah, if you really listen closely, it really sounds like somebody swallowed way too big a piece of steak. Sounds like uh, a little bit of last year. The Cowboys. Ever since last year, I can't buy into them. I've never bought into Dallas, and I—it's I, so easy for me to say that because I hate them. But I've never bought into Dallas. They do this. I mean, think about the years. The twenty, was it the twenty? Twenty sixteen. Sixteen team. They went thirteen and three. Something like that. Yeah. Tony Roma had a team in twenty fourteen that went. I think they won twelve. I mean, or last year games. they were supposed to. I remember week. Last week one, year, they were like, oh, they almost beat the Bucks. So. And they hosted a playoff game, yeah. and then the 49ers came in and said like. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, go away. Um, this is this is what they do, man. This is what they do. I I don't know. I I can't. I, I remember some of the Dallas uh, scouts and some of the staffers with Dallas were kind of whispering to me like, "Hey, man, I know you guys are going golfing next week. Basically, like you're not in the playoffs, but uh, wherever you guys are uh, renting your resort, know that we'll be there a week later." <laughs> there is some serious rattled confidence in that organization. Um, I don't know. Look, Dallas could come out and and just completely and utterly backhand the Buccaneers at home. They could do that completely. They have the stars. They're capable of doing it. They've shown at points this year that they can do it. But you're also dealing with Tom Brady in the playoffs. You're dealing with Tom Brady in the playoffs. He's not going to get blown out. I will say that. No. He won't uh, he will not get blown out. No, I can't imagine. But I do want you to start looking at the recent few weeks of Dallas Cowboy football and start kind of noticing a little bit of a trend here. So, you get destroyed by the Commanders. You get absolutely destroyed by them. In every facet of the game, your special teams that started off with their punter dropping a punt, uh, uh, Turpin, their uh, punt returner, fumbling um, or uh, bobbling a, a punt return that ended up turning into a Washington touchdown. Dak Prescott threw a pick six. I don't know. Did you see this? I did not. Okay. I want you to look this up online. Dak Prescott was under pressure and threw an outbreaking route to uh, I can't remember his name now it's it's a bad bit I'll move on because I, I won't get caught up on this but no I am gonna get caught up on this uh, I'm gonna look up his name because it's really embarrassing that I Don Schultz nope um, wasn't CD nope wasn't CD it's their other receiver that looks kind of like CD and uh, Noah Brown is his name an outbreaking route to Noah Brown in which he missed Noah Brown so badly, it was thrown into the hands of Kendall Fuller, who slipped and dropped a should have been walking pick six. It, it was just a walking pick six, and he slipped. And then as he's falling, he just drops the pick. So it's like, okay, that was an unbelievably embarrassing throw. That was such a bad play, and Kendall Fuller missed an opportunity. I can't believe that happened. Whatever. The literal next play, Dak hurries them up to the line to snap this ball. Hurries everyone up to the line, snaps the ball. He throws the exact same throw to the exact same route to the exact same receiver for a pick six. And Kendall Fuller literally just walked in front of it and went, I'll just take this, I guess. This is like, it's almost like you're running a marathon and someone just gave you a cup of water. It's like, I guess I'll just take this. It's right in front of me. Walked into the end zone. I mean, dude. He was missing dudes high. He was missing dudes low. He was I, – I, I just couldn't believe it. But I want you to go back a little bit on the schedule, right? So before you get destroyed by Dallas, you, you had a hard out there with the Titans. I know it was your last Thursday night game. It was 27-13. This is Joshua Dobbs who had been there for six minutes. Mm -hmm. It was not an easy 
and not an easy out. And by the way, Dak was turning the ball over then. You beat uh, the Eagles with their backup QB, but you allow them to put up 34. By the mm-hmm. way, where is Dallas's vaunted defense? You lose to the Jaguars, who hang 40 on you. Who came back from 17 down. Houston should have beaten them. That's right. I forgot Houston about that. Houston should have beaten them. Like I, I, th- th- I was watching that game, and it, it was because Houston just clearly don't ever want to win football games. <laughs> Houston should have beaten them. Now, that right there is one, two, three, four, five weeks. In the a last row. Five weeks in a row. When was the last decisive victory? The last decisive victory, you'll have to go back to the 4th of December, where they murdered the Colts. But do you remember okay. when they scored like 34 points in a quarter, which just didn't make any sense? Right. Um, you beat the Giants back in November 28th, 20. And then I, I think the most impressive win in their calendar goes Vikings. back to November 20th, which was that Vikings game. Yeah. 40 to three. Yeah. I don't, I don't trust them. Dude, they are sputtering into the playoffs. And you're right. They, they could, Dak could come out and throw four touchdowns. Could and do Tony it. Pollard could run for two. Yep. And, totally. And 150 and yards. And this is not your older brother's Buccaneers team, man. This is this is a no. team that I think is really bad. And they're in Who, the playoffs. They, were they getting Jansen back this week? I don't know. You're going to have to do some Googling for me there. Um, but, yeah, this isn't your older brother's Buccaneers team, man. I mean, this is this is a team that is that um, their defense is not as good. Their offensive line is not that good. Tom Brady has seen slight re- um, regression, and their receivers, like Chris Godwin's been hurt a majority of this year, but Mike Evans hasn't been as productive. Um, so, but, but, Sean, I can't miss this game. I, I, I There is nothing that could go on on Monday that would, would make me miss this game. I, I have to see every second of this because I just don't know what version – um, is going to show up of either of these teams, either easy, uh, of these teams. What do you got for me? So Ryan Jansen, uh, one of the star offensive linemen for the Bucks, is practicing, and there, he's going to be an end-of-the-week decision. Okay. He's been practicing for two weeks. That would be Did huge. Did he get hurt in the preseason? I believe, or week one, yeah. Week one, something yeah. pretty early And their in offensive the line has been the problem. Yes, completely. I mean, they, they got the receivers. Is Tristan Wirfs on the uh, injury report there? He is, yeah. Okay, cool. What's believe, his status let, look like? Let me check his. He's been, I, I swear to God, he's going to be Trent Williams 2.0. I don't know about his production, Trent Williams level, but he will, uh, he will live on that injury report for basically the rest of his life, if I had to guess. Um... But yeah, that is that is going to be a game I can't miss, Shawnee. Is there a game specifically that you have in mind that that you just can't miss? That one, but also the Jags game against the Chargers. I really don't know what's going to happen. I, I think the Jags have the advantage, though. I think the Jags have the advantage. I fun. told you, I cannot trust the Chargers in any capacity. Uh, Chargers are two and a half point favorites, though. So we'll see. This should be really, really fascinating. But it's good to see Jacksonville in the playoffs, isn't it, Shawnee? Like it's good, and this is why I love the NFL. It's just good to see new teams in 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 um, in and around. Now, to that end, there are a couple snoozers on the schedule. Uh, the Dolphins are going to get murdered. Um, they're <laughs> almost two touchdown. Uh, the, the Bills are, are, are 13 point favorites, so they're going to get destroyed. Uh, and the Bengals should murder the Baltimore Ravens as well. Lamar Jackson not playing is uh, is is another um, big story. Seahawks should as well. I would think Seahawks should also get destroyed. So you get some of these snoozers, but I think that uh, Giants. Vikings game and the Buccaneers Cowboys game is just going to be so much fun. I, you want to make I, I our official it. picks, dude? That is where we're headed. Uh, let's start with that four thirty game. San Francisco nine and a half point favorites over the Seattle Seahawks, who needed help last Sunday but did get into the dance. Shawnee, uh, why are you picking the Forty ers Better team. Yep, man, all around exactly team. Better team. Going. Seahawks, good story, but they've slowed down a bit. Um, while I'm going on to the next thing, I can I can buy some time verbally. Can you go ahead and Google 
is there any chance Garoppolo comes back? Do you know that or no? You might have to do some Googling there. Um, I'm curious just to see because, again, Garoppolo coming back is, is I feel like, would would just kind of put the seal on uh, a 49ers team that, that are essentially have no other weaknesses but that QB position. Um, but just imagine the 49ers, Shawnee. You lose Trey Lance uh, for the year and, and, and going back probably into next year at some point with that broken ankle. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. You're down to your third-string quarterback, and uh, they just, they're just they just so well-oiled. I mean, they just don't want to stop. So we're at the point where if he does return, it would be NFC Championship game or Super Bowl. Okay. We're still a couple yeah. weeks away. Yeah. So so we're, we're a little while away there. Um, and Trey Lance is done, done. Yeah, he probably, I don't even think, will be ready for next year, to be honest yeah. with you, if I had to, if I had to guess. Um, at least to start next year. Uh, 8-15, NBC, Chargers two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jacksonville Jags. Okay. How does like that, that really make sense? Chargers have gotten better as the year has gone on, though. They have. And Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence did not look very good against the Titans on that uh, division-clinching yeah. uh, win at home. This is – I mean, this is kind of a toss-up to me. Yeah. I would – I don't know if it's that I want the Jags to win or that I think they're going to win. But for now, I'm going to say the Jaguars, but not surprised if Chargers walk away with the win. I think it's a possession game, though, one possession game. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, and that's what the spread is telling you. Two and a half points is a literal 50-50. Um, I'll go with the Jags. It's probably because I want them, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. But also, I think Travis Etienne has a really, really big game. Because you remember the formula for when they destroyed the Chargers before is they ran the ball down their throats. And I think Travis Etienne is going to have another big game. Mm -hmm. I think I would imagine 130, maybe two touchdowns for him. I could just totally see him going off. Um, And I think that would take some pressure off Trevor Lawrence. Also, you know, people were having the discussion. I was listening to a discussion today on the radio was, um, what does playoff Trevor Lawrence look like? Uh, and and people were worried. Hey, that Titans game—he didn't look very sharp. They kind of sputtered their way to the finish. I think that was as close to, if not, well, not if not that—that that was a playoff game essentially uh, in Week 18 for the Jags. I think they get back to the drawing board, and I think they start, you know, fixing some things um, for for Trevor. I, th- I think that's the best thing that could have happened to him coming into his first playoffs. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it Week 18 winning in? You're basically getting a head start on. Um, a big stage national TV playoff implication game, um, which you can take into the wild card round with you. So I'm going to take the Jags here. It's, it's going to be close. It's going to be uh, a gunslinging match between two just future star quarterbacks. Um, Justin Herbert's already a star, and I think Trevor Lawrence is, is uh, kicking that door down as we speak. Um, I'll go Jags here, Shawnee. All right, Dolphins, Bills, who do you have? Uh, Bills. I mean, it's, it's a shame that – the Dolphins season really just kind of came to this uh, really kind of screechy, breaky halt. And really the health of Tua is kind of everything for them. Um, but he's out. He has not even been cleared for football activity yet. So uh, I, I just think the Bills completely stomped the Dolphins, which sucks. Yeah, I like the Bills as well. I mean, Dolphins only put up, what, 11 yeah. last week, and that was also a last-second safety yep. that got them uh, up to 11. Um, Giants Vikings could be a good one. I'll take the Vikings here. I, you know, I'll take the Vikings again. I, I know it wasn't particularly pretty. Uh, the last time they played for Minnesota, they came out on top with the Greg Joseph field goal. Um, the Giants are so well coached. Um, I, I, they just they're not they're not quite that. They don't have receivers at all. Um, 
And while their defense and Kayvon Thibodeau has really stepped up and then kind of elevated that uh, that pass rush, um, I just think the Vikings offensively have, you know, Justin Jefferson is just going to have a day, I think, again. Um, and uh, hopefully they can, you know, they can start early and, and, and control the tempo of this game. But we'll see. We'll see what the Vikings do. They love to start really well in the first quarter and then essentially leave after that. Um, but we'll see. I mean, the, the question, I think this game is going to come down to the Vikings defense. Mm-hmm. Can they can they be competent enough to uh, allow the Vikes to win a shootout? Um, and if they can, then I, I think the Vikes are moving on here. All right, I'm going to go with the Vikings as well, but I will not be entirely surprised if the Giants can squeak it out. Definitely. Although I think that's kind of rare. Yeah. Um, or or not as big of a possibility. Uh, Ravens Bengals. I think we're both picking the Bengals in this one. Um, yeah. No explanation needed there. I, I think the Bengals are my AFC favorite as of right now. Totally. Um, I think you agree as well. All right. Cowboys Bucks talked about it earlier. I will go with Tampa. Same. But I will also see I could see the Cowboys winning. I'm gonna go with Tampa because I think I think momentum matters so much, Sean. I'm sorry. I've seen enough football to realize that momentum genuinely matters. Mm-hmm. And mindsets going into football games matter. Um the Dallas Cowboy team that came to FedEx Field was broken. I don't know what was going on with them. I don't know where their mindset was. And there's no excuse that should make you feel good if you're a Cowboys fan, right? What are the excuses? Well, uh, you know, they're not really playing for anything. Well, they clearly were playing for something because they started all their starters. So either you're lying to me or your coaching staff are just stupid and you put the health of your players at risk, which, Mm -hmm. again, it's clear they were playing for something. All their starters played. Oh, oh, they underestimated Washington. They probably weren't prepared for the game. That's a problem. You're a professional athlete. Like, what what, You should know at this point if you're in the NFL for any longer than five minutes. The second you sleep on an opponent, the second you start acting like, and no matter who it is, that your opponent is is going to roll over, you're going to get stomped in the mm-hmm. face. That's a lack of professionalism. It's also a lack of preparation, right? So you just go down the list of excuses that Cowboys fans were just kind of tossing our way, <laughs> and we were just hitting 425. We were taking the balls they were tossing and just smashing them 425 center field. <laughs> get out of my face. Um, so yeah, the, Dallas should be incredibly worried. Yeah, and, and, incredibly worried. Um, do I hope they lose? Yes. Do I hope they're worried? Yeah. Do I hope they're unhappy? Of course. That said. I could also see Dallas coming out and putting up 42 points. Like, I could see them coming out and winning 42-24. I don't know. But uh, you've seen a visual change in Tom Brady, and that offense is starting to click. Uh, Mike Evans starting to get on on a roll a little bit there. So I think that's going to come to matter. I think it's going to come to matter uh, as the – as uh, game time comes around, and uh, we just love nothing more than to see the uh, the Bucks go out there and uh, and take out the beat Cowboys. up the Cowboys. Yeah, so that'll be great. But uh, Johnny, that is what we call Super Wild Card Weekend. Amen. Uh, you were out in the wild. We're here for Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> I mean, we have covered um, multiple continents uh, at this point. But um, yeah, huge uh, huge shout out to uh, to you for coming back safe and sound. Glad you had a safe trip. Thank you. Um, really looking forward to another incredible slate uh, of games. Wildcard weekend is is just so much fun. Um, there's teams in there that don't belong, but you just still enjoy because you never know. Uh, you could get a 2012 Ravens or 2007 Giants situation. You just don't know. It's also bittersweet where the regular season is over and we don't mm-hmm. get to stare at Scott Hansen on Red Zone anymore um, until <laughs> next year. But um, – but uh, hey, look at this point. It's uh, you just got to look at it for what it is. We got some great matchups coming up this week, and uh, playoffs rolling ahead. Shawnee, rolling ahead. Amen, man. Am I missing anything? 
No, happy zappy hour. Uh, God have mercy. I need him traded from the freaking Patriots. If I hear you say that again, I might have to kill you. <laughs> we're going to have zappy hour at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're, we're not going to. We're just going to have wings and a happy hour, but whatever. And zappy hour. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, great to see you. Thanks for coming up yes, here to thank Ashburn. You, sir. And for everybody listening, thank you so much. As always, hit that five-star. Give, give us a little review. Maybe a one, two-sentence review always helps us out. If you're thinking of anything other than five-star, don't think. Just don't do it. Move on. Um, but so grateful for all of you. Um, this is uh, this is why we do it. Uh, the great listeners out there who engage and are, are so much fun. And um, we just love and appreciate you guys so much. So continue to follow along. Hit that subscribe. Tell a friend. Follow us on Instagram at After Further Review Pod. That's where you can find us all things. And, Shawnee, you're back in the country now, so I'm sure you got some good memes on the way. No, oh, I will. Your memes Don't are hilarious. I'm a big fan. Um, but for Connor, for Sean, after further review is in the books. We will catch you next week to review everything Wildcard Weekend. And as always, I will catch you guys. Next week.